Welcome to the Purposeful Wealth Podcast, the go-to podcast on how to bring clarity, contentment and certainty to your financial life. Brought to you by Jonathan Gibson, founder of Wells Gibson and author of the Purposeful Wealth book. Pick up your copy of Purposeful Wealth on Amazon and please enjoy this show. Welcome to this episode from the Purposeful Wealth podcast, where we will consider the key questions for the long-term investor. When investing, focusing on what you can control can lead to a better investment experience. And whether you've been investing for decades or are just getting started, at some point, it's likely you will ask yourself some of the questions I'm going to discuss today. Trying to answer these questions may be challenging, but please be assured you're not alone. Your financial planner or advisor should be there to help. Well, this is not intended to be an exhaustive list of questions that will hopefully shed light on a few principles that might just help improve your odds of investment success over the long term. Let's have a think about some of these questions. And the first question is, what sort of competition do I face as an investor? What you need to know is that markets are an effective information processing machine. Millions of market participants buy and sell bonds and shares every day. And the real-time information they bring helps set prices. This means that competition is stiff and and trying to outguess market prices is very difficult for anyone, even professional money managers. But this is good news for investors, though, because rather than basing an investment strategy on trying to find company shares that are priced incorrectly, investors can instead rely on the information in market prices to help build their portfolios. Question two, what are my chances of picking an investment fund that survives and outperforms? Well, flip a coin and your odds of getting heads or tails are 50-50. Well, I'm told that historically, the odds of selecting an investment fund that will still be around 15 years later are about the same And regarding outperformance, the odds are even worse. The market's pricing power works against fund managers who try to underperform through stock picking or market timing. And one needn't look further than real world results to see this. In fact, based on recent research, fewer than 20% of US equity mutual funds and fewer than 20% of US fixed income mutual funds have survived and outperformed their benchmarks over the past 15 years. And another question we're often asked is, if I choose a fund because of strong past performance, does that mean it will do well in the future? Well, the answer to that is that some investors select mutual funds based on past returns and and research shows that most funds in the top quartile or top 25% of previous five-year returns did not maintain a, a top quartile ranking in the following year. In other words, past performance of these 
actively managed fund managers offers very little insight into the prospects of a fund's future returns. Investors will ask themselves, do I, do I have to outsmart the market to be a successful investor? Well, although past performance is no guarantee of future results, one only needs to find charts online to see how equity markets have grown over the long term. In other words, financial markets have rewarded long-term investors. People expect a positive return on the, the capital they invest. And historically, the lower risk bond markets and higher risk equity markets have provided growth, a growth of wealth that has more than offset inflation. My counsel to anyone is instead of fighting or trying to outguess markets, let them work for you. Let the markets do the, the heavy return lifting. Is there a better way to build a portfolio? Academic research has identified fixed income and equity dimensions which which point to differences in expected returns among these securities. And by dimensions, I mean that academics have identified where returns come from when investing in lower-risk defensive assets such as bonds and higher-risk growth assets such as equities or shares. Examples of these dimensions are the equity premium, whereby equities or shares have higher expected returns than bonds, or there is the small company premium, whereby smaller companies have higher expected returns than larger companies. Academics have identified the term and credit premiums when investing in bonds and the value and profitability premiums when investing in equities. The point here is that instead of attempting to outguess market prices, investors can instead pursue higher expected returns by structuring their portfolio around these key dimensions. Often clients will will come to my business, Wells Gibson, and, and they will often come with a portfolio or a, their pensions or investments that have a what I call a UK bias. In other words, the, the the investment strategy is very much focused or concentrated in the UK market. And, and the, their question is, is international investing for me? The simple answer to that is that diversification helps reduce risks that have no expected return. But diversifying only within the UK is unlikely to be enough. So instead... Global diversification can broaden your investment opportunity set via thousands of companies across nearly 50 countries. By holding a globally diversified portfolio, as an investor, you're well positioned to seek the returns wherever they occur. Another question that we are often asked is, you know, will making frequent changes to my portfolio help me achieve investment success? And the truth is that it's tough, if not impossible, to know which market segments will outperform from one period to the next. Accordingly, we believe it's better to avoid market timing and other unnecessary changes that essentially can be costly. Allowing emotions or opinions about short-term market conditions could really impact long-term investment decisions and, and that can only lead to, to disappointing results. So even if you get 
this right once or twice, it's very unlikely that you would continue to get it right during your lifetime. Should I make changes to my portfolio based on what I'm hearing in the news? And again, the truth is that daily market news and commentary can challenge your investment discipline. Some messages really do stir anxiety about the future. You know, the messages such as sell your shares now, while other messages tempt you to chase the the latest investment fad. Often you'll see messages such as the top 10 funds that you need to own. If headlines are unsettling, consider the source and try to maintain a long-term perspective. My counsel would be switch off the news as it's all really just investment noise. And the last but by no means least, what should you be doing? Well, there's a great question. Well, I would suggest that you start by working closely with a financial planner who can offer expertise and guidance to help you focus on the actions that add value. Focusing on what you can control can lead to a better investment experience. And what you can control is creating an investment plan that fits your desired lifestyle and goals as well as your tolerance for investment risk. Structure a portfolio along these dimensions of expected returns rather than speculating and trying to pick the next successful manager, which no one can do consistently anyway. Diversify globally, manage expenses, turnover and and taxes And most importantly, perhaps, stay disciplined through the market dips and swings. Well, that's it from me today. Thank you once again for listening to the Purposeful Wealth podcast. Thank you for listening to Purposeful Wealth. Please remember to subscribe, review and come back next week for your next instalment. You can also visit the wellsgibson.uk website for more information on bringing clarity, contentment and certainty to your financial life. The Purpose for Wealth podcast is powered by Wells Gibson Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. This podcast does not constitute financial advice and the listener should not regard any of the financial information provided as a personal recommendation. The advice and strategies highlighted might not be suitable for every situation. It is your responsibility to seek the services of a competent professional if assistance is required. Neither Wells Gibson Limited nor the publisher shall be liable for damages arising herefrom. Investments involve risks. The investment return and principal value of an investment may fluctuate so that an investor's shares, when redeemed, may be worth more or less than the original value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. There is no guarantee strategies will be successful.